Hey everybody, welcome to the first special episode of Musical Squares. Yeah. Uh, today, Nick and I are going to sit down and talk about our favorite albums of 2021. Metal albums. I have a couple non-metal albums. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly metal albums. Because that's um, all we fucking like. So, I listen to a lot of music. Um, so much so that my New Year's resolution the past couple of years has been to keep a music journal. Yeah. Um, You've done that. I have done that. Last year, uh, 2021, I listened to over a thousand albums. Uh, about 400 of them were brand new listens for me. Um, so, because of that, my list is substantially longer than Nick's. Oh, yeah, for sure. I made it a New Year's resolution last year. To not keep a music journal. Well, definitely haven't gotten there. But I did um, realize just the last several years, I'm always like a couple, a year or two behind on new releases. And I think it's just because I just, uh, I get so enraptured in like certain artists and albums that like I spend a lot of time with them and I, I you know, digest them like wholly and I, I learn every bit and stuff. And that inherently just takes a long time, you know? Um when I dedicate myself to listen to an album, it's, I, I usually have to, I expect that if I like it, it's going to be a pretty decently long journey here. And, uh, and like I made it a point, uh, at the beginning of last year that I was going to listen to at least one new release a week. And, and a oh, lot okay. of, and a lot of them, you know, um, a lot of them did, end up just being one-time listens, you know, but I, but I was glad that I did it. Like, I mean, you know, it just, just to keep my ear to the ground and, uh, keep the versatility up. Um, plus I was just kind of excited, uh, at the prospect of, um, I know this sounds weird, but maybe it's because most of the stuff I listen to is, is metal stuff. As you'll see, I mean, like all of my albums worth mentioning are metal albums. I know I need to diversify a bit more, but, um, I was excited at the prospect of hearing what bands had come up with during the process of the pandemic. That's what I was going to say is that it, <laughs> cause there was it, so much more output. It seemed from 2021 everybody. 2021 was a great year for the kind of music we like. Yeah. Where it's yeah. not, it's not commercially focused. So it was darker kind of just, just people putting out stuff they'd worked on. Yeah. And had, you know, almost been, forced to work on because they had nothing else to do. Um, so it, it created a lot of interesting albums and a lot of good stuff in my opinion. So, I mean, uh, you know, it, it was nice to, you know, branch out a bit and listen to some stuff that I might've not checked out because a lot of these th albums that I listened to, uh, some that even made it on my top list here that we'll see, um, were bands that I did not know beforehand. And yeah. they ended up releasing something that I uh, really loved. And, you know, I've definitely uh, I've become a fan of a lot of bands as a result of this experiment. So it'd be nice to talk about some of them. Um, um, so, <clears throat> but yeah, so um, how yeah. about we got a lot of honorable mentions from Max here. So I'm going to say, how about I run through my honorable mentions first? Yeah. Before we start getting to our, uh, I have 20 okay. <laughs> albums of the year and you have what, 10? Um, well, I have, uh, I have my top five, which are in order, um, you know, 
for personal taste, obviously. And I have uh, I have five honorable mentions. Okay, so I have I have fifteen honorable mentions that are in no particular yeah uh, weighted order. My top five are in order, and then I have like ten that I'd like to briefly mention. Yeah, well, why don't we go through those? Um, because uh, those will probably just be short little blurb anyway, and uh, I can just uh say whether or not I know what that is. Okay. <laughs> well then, we will start with a band you will definitely know of, uh, Beast in Black. Yeah, yeah, they had a new record. Their new album, Dark Connection, came out. Um, that is a band that is went from guilty pleasure to uh, non guilty pleasure, um, where they just make they make like ABBA dance pop metal, epic epic pop power metal type stuff. It, it's it's yeah. so much fun. Um, the singer is amazing. He's Giannis Papadopoulos. If we if we did this last year, that Sacred Outcry album would have been on my top yeah. list. I think like uh, that's one of the best power metal albums I've heard in a really long time. It helps that it was written in fucking nineteen ninety nine. But but you know it's a it it yeah that singer in particular is great. I don't mind Beast in Black. It's just not really my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like perfect for me. Yeah, where it's just it's just over the top synth pop metal. Um, and their new one, they're getting better at integrating the two sides of it. And kind of for that reason, it didn't land with me as much mm-hmm. um, because it's a more even mixture of the power metal and the in sync music. Yeah. Um, that kind of seemed like the direction they were going. I, I have not kept up with like their album releases in full of like listening to each one, but I've heard like just random tracks and stuff. And it, it definitely seemed like they were going that direction. Yeah. And like ob- objectively, it's better because it's, 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 uh, more smooth the, the smoother the two, the two yeah. parts are put together better but it kind of may, means that it's a little less there's less standout yeah because there's not less just oomph. a straight up backstreet boys song yeah you know? yeah um <clears throat> i feel you so that one's on there um there's a norwegian progressive death metal band called uh discord that released uh their first new album in about 10 years called degenerations that came in out in 10 years yeah well so and they came back yeah, that's cool. Um, it's it's really quirky, like dissonant avant-garde death metal that's never like silly, but it's fun to listen to. Um, something's really good. Cool. Um, a band called Paranorm came out with an album called Imperium. Yeah, we I yeah I listened to that too. That album is fucking great. It's really good, just like uh, proggy technical thrash. thrash. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's like they're like. I mean, I won't say stylistically they're like this 100%, but it, it has that, like, exciting vibe of when, like, I first heard Vector. That's what I was going to say. This band is for uh, people who don't like uh, domestic abuse, <laughs> but also like Vector. Everybody in, everybody in Paranorm, please don't go, don't go out and beat your significant others. Pretty please. Yes. Um, we, need, we need a band like that that's releasing, like, fucking awesome stuff. And, like, it's just like, oh, man. Um there is a um, a Brazilian artist who goes by Bri, B-R-I, and then I with an apostrophe, like backwards. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, he released his second album called Sim Proposito, and it's it's a really interesting mix of like kind of ambient uh, electronic dance music and uh, Brazilian uh, like tribal music black metal. It's interesting. Um, I liked the first album a lot more than the second one, but the second one's still really good. Um, it's a little similar to Thy Catafalque, 
Oh, okay. I would say so if you like experiments a lot out there and whatnot. Yeah, I yeah. would check it out. Um, a tech death band called Dormant Ordeal released an album called That's the Grand. That's a funny name. <laughs> called The Grand Scheme of All Things. Um, it's just really good, lightly melodic, techy, proggy death metal um, with some really bad song titles. Like the first song is called Poetry Doesn't Work on Whores. And it made me not want to listen to the album, <laughs> but it's got, it's, it's just, it's, if you like, uh, tech death, that's not super techie, uh, it's a good one. Cool. Um, a, a U.S. power metal band called Tower released an album this year. Yeah. Shock to the System with the, the best, the best female front, front woman, female front woman, the best front woman I have heard. Since fucking Frederica Sister Deboni <laughs> from White Skull, she yeah. is fucking incredible. And I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of traditional uh, power and speed and heavy metal. It's not. I love it, but it's not like what I seek out. And this was when I heard it, and I was immediately like, "Yo, this is good." So listen to that one. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Um. E, the the band the black metal. One man band with a session drummer, Funeral Mist, <clears throat> which I think I've talked to you about before. Yeah, he he surprise dropped um, an album a couple of weeks ago called Deiform, and um, it's a little too long. It's almost an hour long, and an hour of that kind of twisting, churning, crazy black metal is it's it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, for one listen, but that guy you might know he's the he's been the vocalist for Marduk. For the last like twenty years. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, he has some of the craziest vocals in the entire genre. Um, he just like snarls and rants and chants, and he's fantastic. And the way he plays guitar is very like twisting and like abusive sounding. Um, there's some really really cool guitar work on it, and that's why I wanted to mention it. Um, the band Havukunru. Yep. Um, they, they almost made it on my honorable mentions. I the 2020 their album. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it. The 2021, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, the EP Ku Erkulan Yola, whatever. It's really good. I really like it. I think most of it is older material re-recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, they're another one that yeah. If we would have done this last year, their their release from 2020 would have been. Definitely my most listened to. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know if it would have been my number one, but it would have been really close. I really love that album, and as a result, uh, really love that band. Um, this EP they released, I, what I wrote down was a hit and miss band finally hit for me. Um, really? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember talking about the last album, and you were like, you were like, yeah, they're pretty good, you know, or whatever. But like, I was really into that last album. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, a band where like. I can't sit through a whole album because it's so, it's just like nonstop hyperspeed melodies, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's just something about this new one. This it's EP. a bit more aggressive, like um, in terms of just like downright, like dirty sounding riffs and stuff. Like it has a little bit less melody, I think, than you're it's used to. It's very Bathory. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it stood out because I love Bathory. Yeah. It is really good. I, I, I dug it quite a bit. It didn't quite make it on my list, but it was a, uh, it was I, I was I was listening day one, like when yeah. they dropped it, because I was like so into that last album. Okay, I've got 
two more honorable mentions, and then two little things I want to talk about before we get into our list. Sure. Okay. Um, Yoth Iria, as the flame withers, um, that is a, a band composed of legends from the Hellenic Greek black metal scene. They came together and put out a really, really solid album. Yep. That you should listen to. Yeah. I'll talk about it more later. Yeah, I figured that one was going to be on one of your lists. <laughs> um, the last album I want to mention is, um, it's a band called The Silver, and uh, the album's called Ward of Roses. Um, and I, I showed this to you. I don't know if you got around listening to it. but I think I did, because that sounds really familiar. It's I think it's the bass player from the uh, progressive death metal band Horrendous. Um, but it's it's... I didn't quite love the album, but it's one of the most unique ones I've heard in a long time. It's like post-punk, gothic, blackened death metal. It's cool. And it's it's very, very strange and very cool. And I don't think it hits all the way, but I think it's definitely worth hearing just to hear uh, something unique. Yeah. Which is kind of hard to do at this stage. Yeah, I mean... uh there's a there's a decent amount of that going around. I mean, like it, it's definitely hard to hit an original thing, but there's a lot of genre melding going Post, on. Post punk and gothic have been really um, coming back, which I like. Yeah, because, which is cool. But even beyond just that, like I feel like there's a lot of genre melding going on, like and uh, for the better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a lot of this stuff. One of my top fives, I would describe. Uh, it was, you know, I was trying to give a little descriptor, uh, you'll see it later, but, um, or hear it later, excuse me. Uh, but I realized how hard it was for me to pin them down. And I was just like, they're, that's what I would call them a genre melding type of thing. Like, you know, we without kinda, giving like 16 different like subgenre yeah. labels or whatever. We had this kind of talk with, uh, Dennis on one episode that we did about, um, influences. Yeah. And... What I've found is that I almost like modern takes on the stuff I love because they incorporate all the different stuff that I love and kind of make it um, not more modern. Well, they'll filter it through, like, their own sound. Yeah, through more stuff that I like. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll hear a fucking industrial black metal band with gothic overtones, and I'm just like, this was made for me because that's three things I love. And um, I almost like it more than the traditional influences because it's it, like it's said, more it's, focused on yeah. on like what they're trying to achieve like tonally and whatnot, and less just like throwing stuff at the wall. Which they both have their their merits, but that's kind of the trend lately, at least in especially in metal. I think is like genre blending, and um, I'm I'm pretty much unanimously here for it <laughs> like yeah. like I, I i dig it when when bands do that i think we've gotten past the uh you have to be true stage. yeah yeah i mean we're 30 now so you know like i meant metal this metal scene as it and as a whole i think there are still those people out there but yeah there are but it's not it's not <laughs> quite as like dominant yeah yeah um i think it's just because metal went through such a dark age for a while and now that it's back to Manowar retired, and we were like, (laughs) (laughs) and everyone simmered down. They're like, wait, what were we fighting? Oh, nothing. (laughs) There was literally nobody yelling at us to Um, turn it down. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Uh, the the last two things I want to mention are two singles. Um, the uh, this is one we've we've kind of shat our pants in excitement over is the Halo Effect. Uh, yeah, they released a song called Shadow Minds, and mm-hmm. it is Legends of the Gothic Gothenburg scene, particularly in, in flames, flames and Dark Tranquility, coming together again to release just super solid melodic death metal. Yeah, only one song so far. Um, definitely one of my most anticipated releases of this year that we are in now, 2022. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You and I, we're definitely the perfect ones to talk to in terms of musical squares about this because uh, I would describe us as old school in flames. Uh, I'd, I'd say we're, we're hyper fans. I, I would say I'm a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of like In Flames and Dark Tranquility, and that has never like changed for me. Like, like that's been one thing that, like, even when I was a young, antsy teenager, like I discovered In Flames and uh, fell in love with it when I was probably, I think, because I saw them play when I was twelve, mm-hmm. and I was like, these guys are cool, and then, uh, you know, hunted down dissected all the albums out and uh i just i just loved they were my introduction to melodic death metal and they were such an influence on me just of how i view music and they were my hope for modern metal music when i was a kid when we when everything was at the height the height of popularity was new metal and stuff and then you know and then they uh, they were like hey that looks cool (laughs) <laughs> in flames okay we're not even going to talk about the, the, the you know what in flames turned into uh just you know the blanket statement uh neither of us are fans <laughs> but uh but uh you know basically everything before we were out to remain like those first five albums are fucking classics and like and and like i said through all my phases going through like being true metal motherfucker you know man war you know it has been a constant yeah in flames old school in flames has always been cool to me never has not been cool and 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 it's never like not been in my rotation i always have like an in flames album that like i'm like back into at one point there, or something like that not a month goes by where i decide no this one's my favorite yeah of between jester race colony and clayman yeah I'm like no colony's the best one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like they're they're just a band that I love and and seeing all these guys come back together, all the classic guys, hearing like if listen, with Michael Stan, like listen, yeah, people, you're not you're not in our heads, so you don't know what it meant to see Jesper Stromblad come out in a tank top and basketball <laughs> shorts and play an Iron Maiden melody. Yeah, okay, it it, was, li- it lifted my heart. It, there was only one other album that made me as happy as that single made me <laughs> <laughs> this year, and it is on my top list. But um, yeah, th- there's to say that this this band is is a is a big deal um, for fans like us, and uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I'm excited for the album. The song is very kind of just standard uh, modern dark tranquility. It's very standard, really? but it's like we just haven't. We haven't got that like in yeah. so long. I mean, like, yeah, Dark Tranquility has been consistent and good, but 
but this has distinctly more of like an in flames feel to it. The yeah, classic it's, shit. It's the guitar work that we have been deprived of yeah. <laughs> for decades at this point. <laughs> so because, like it's and, and yeah. it's coming from the the masters of it themselves, you know. So so good on them. This is a lot to say about one uh, single, but whatever. <laughs> It's the a, other it meant a lot when it came out. The other single that made me uh kind of shit my pants and uh, cry tears of joy was the new Blind Guardian song. The new Blind Guardian, yeah. Stealthily, um, stealthily dropped. Yeah. Um I didn't actually shit my pants, but I did tear up a little bit. It uh, is great. Um how much I liked it. Yeah. Um way different than in the last album. They're doing that thing again though. They do this every album where they release a fast song and they're like, they're like, we're going back to being speed metal. And then, you know, the rest of the album is going to be mid paced prog. I don't and know. I'm totally fine with that. I mean, like at the edge of time was pretty back to, I mean, there were some slow paced songs, but there's like two fast songs on that one. I think that that album just feels like it has that attitude about it. It's good. Yeah. It is I'm really not. Good. I'm not trying to talk shit at all. And, it's just something. Yeah, and granted, I, I I view that as like a recent album. It was like ten years ago. So yeah. like, uh, so you know, maybe we're due for some some more uh, old school Dude, approach playing Guardian again. Even I, though I've I love everything they put out, I will buy it the day it comes out. So it's whatever. You know, I mean, like, uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you remember this, but I was so excited uh, when At the Edge of Time was coming out that I learned that in Europe it was releasing two weeks earlier. So I canceled my pre-order and ordered it from Amazon Europe just so I could get it like a week in advance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that new song is fantastic. It um, is really great. It's 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 like a really interesting melding of kind of uh, Nightfall in Middle Earth style and a twist in the myth mm-hmm. style where it's... Where they get I'm, a bit more proggy. Yeah, I'm just really... Blind Guardian's like one of my favorite bands yeah, ever. One of the most consistent bands, too. So I'm really excited. It's been seven years since the last album by the time this one comes out next fall or this fall. So yeah. um, I'm really, really eager for that. For sure. So that is the end of my um, honorable mentions. Um, if you don't mind, before we get into our list, I want to mention uh, the three albums that I thought were doo-doo stinky. <laughs> sure. Um <laughs> Some starting, stinker list. Starting with uh, the new Hypocrisy album. Um, you don't like it? Worship. I did not like it at all. Um, <laughs> I liked it besides the lyrical approach. Part of it is that <laughs> Peter Tadgren has, I think he's starting to drink his own Kool-Aid. <laughs> and uh, I think there's some really solid tracks on it. It's uh, It did not stick with me, though, like I thought it would. No, yeah. I liked... Um, the song "Worship" is good. It's got some. It's got that classic mean hypocrisy riffing, but the rest of it, I was just bored. I had to kind of force myself to finish listening to it. I listened to it a few times. It was, you know, I was like, eh. You it know. made me sad just because I waited. There's eight, a lot of anticipation. Yeah, eight years in between. Um, good to hear Horg drumming again. Yeah, though. that's cool. Yeah, Immortals. You know, Immortal famous Horg. He's uh, uh, with his strong foot. Yeah. <laughs> As he calls he, it. I mean, he's a great drummer, you know. I yeah. mean, like, uh, um, it's cool to hear him again. Um, I like hearing some Peter Tagrin weird, like, harmonized fucking tremolo riffs and stuff. But, like, 
Yeah, it, it, there's there's no new ideas presented in this hypocrisy album. That, Which is that weird. V- that virus or like an album like that didn't do better 15 years ago <laughs> or whatever, yeah. you know? Like I mean, you even listen to A Taste of Extreme Divinity and um, End of Disclosure back-to-back, and each one, you know, individually has pretty weak songs, but like the good songs are so good. Yeah. It elevates it, kind of the whole, and... I, I've kind of felt that like after that album that I just mentioned, Virus, Hypocrisy was super hit or miss after that for me. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I just, I I would pay attention because I really loved, you know, those middle albums from them. But like, yeah, it just didn't. Uh, would you say that you let the knife do the talking? I love that song. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I could totally see what you're saying, though. It's uh, It's nothing new for hypocrisy. And they should have come out with something, you know, a bit more exciting after almost a decade of waiting, you know? Yeah. Um, the other stinker I'd like to mention um, is the new Omnium Gatherum <laughs> album, Origin. Um, I wouldn't call it a stinker. It's just middling for them. That's why it's on my stinker list, yeah. is that they are an extremely consistent, talented band who I think put out um, a complete throwaway album yeah that was another one where kind of halfway through i was like how long is this yeah because this is just not doing it for me yeah and those guys you know if if we're just talking modern melodic death metal i think that their catalog has some of the like best albums of the last like decade or so Um, new world shadows new world shadows and and beyond beyond are like so good both those albums the whole way through are like that's carrying the torch at that point like for for mellow death and like the late you know 2000s and early 2010s like they just they were fucking doing it you know that that's how you got your fix <laughs> at that yeah. point and, and um, this one even the music videos and the promotional material it's like a it's weird, weird. it's like, like a midlife crisis album <laughs> <laughs> they're like well cars and chicks yeah, like cheerleaders. Sure. He's like, this is AOR death metal, and I'm like, no, it's not. Like it's that's, fun. it still just sounds like you guys. You're just not trying as hard. It seems. No. Um, and then the worst album I heard this year was the new Running Wild. <laughs> I which, didn't even listen to it. I don't know if you know me, and you know what I like. My two favorite bands of all time are Dark Throne and Running Wild. So, to hear. Me say that Running Wild's new album is one of the worst I heard all year is it should sound bad. That's but rough. It, yeah. It's not because he hasn't. Released, I mean, yeah, I guess he hasn't <laughs> released anything that great. In it's long been time. over twenty years since he's released an album I would consider great. Um, yeah, but this new one was very strange because it opens with a fucking horrible song, <laughs> and it took me several tries to get past it. And then there's a couple great songs. And then there's a couple songs that are so fucking bad that I have like, I was embarrassed listening to them. <laughs> um, this is like, he's like a 60 year old dude and he's writing about like rocking free and having fun on a Friday night, you know? Oh no. And like, I don't, Rolf. I don't like making fun of people for, we, we talked about this with, on the Ramones episode. Um, which hasn't you, premiered yet. Yeah. Hasn't premiered yet. So forget about this part. But I don't like to disparage people from making music 
regardless of their age. Yeah. Um, but shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But for whatever reason with Rolf, rock and roll from running wild, I'm just like, dude, you gotta stop. <laughs> um, there's no way you're doing this right now. This album would have made a fantastic four song EP basically. Yeah. Um, but as it is, it also has the worst production. Um, some of the worst I've ever heard. Ugh. Really tinny, really sharp, uh, trebly. That's just no good. It sounds like ace. Sucks. Sucks ace. Don't like that. Um, yeah, so those, those are my stinkers. Not bad stinkers, not bad stinkers. Um, it, stinkers could have been a lot worse, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, nothing like... Uh, like I said, um, I think the hypocrisy has some redeeming qualities, but it's just... Uh, just wasn't worth the wait. Um, nothing new. Omnium Gatherum. Again, not a bad album. Just not that great, you know, in comparison. Um, and Running Wild, like I said, I didn't listen to, so I don't know. But <laughs> it's, <laughs> I wouldn't rec- I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, um, so I guess we could get into our list where we trade off here. Um, my five, my first five here, counting down are not in a particular order, and they are more my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. You want to go first uh, with your... Uh, sure. I'll, I'll list off a... I can list off a couple, and then... Sure. You can go just yeah. because I have Yeah, we so can just kind of shotgun them here like, um, and get to the get to the top five, you know? I've got um, 15 that I wrote down that I, I really, really, really liked. Not yeah. enough to be in my top five, but more than one that I'm like, give this a shot. Yeah. Like... Okay. My honorable mentions. Sure. Um, so first, I'll start with um, the band Silver Talon. Yeah. Their album Decadence and Decay. Um, couple, couple of well, not that it affects it, but um, uh, there are a couple associates that that I know from this band who are uh, who are you know, cool guys, uh, guys that we've uh, that uh, I've played with before in Is other it bands. From Spellcaster. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, uh, the singer um, Wyatt. Um, he uh, he used to sing in a band called uh, Sanctifier that we played with as well a few years back. Uh, great guy, great vocalist. This this album was a total like shock for me. To it's really good. I put it on and I was like, oh my god! You know these are new dudes doing Nevermore. Um, <clears throat> it's that kind of groovy, lightly proggy, mid paced, really heavy, crunchy. It's intense. It's just fucking awesome. Like, it's just really, really awesome. It's bombastic and non-apologetic about yeah. it at all. It's 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 good. Yeah, I, really, I really dig it. Really, really exciting find for me. Yeah. Um, next, I want to talk about um, a band called Outer World Graves. They released an album called Devoid of Thought, and it's one of those um, cosmic death metal albums that's been kind of the rage the last few years. Yeah. Uh, taking huge inspira- inspiration from one of my favorite bands, Time Ghoul. <clears throat> this band kind of came out of nowhere. Saw the album cover, I thought it was cool, and I listened to it. And you know, forty-five minutes later or whatever, I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Um. So that one, that's a huge, huge recommendation if you like that kind of uh, spacey, swirling death metal. Um. Okay, you go. Uh yeah, I'll go with one. Um almost feel obligated to mention this, but um uh Rivers of Niles uh new album The Work. 
came I out this year. That came out. Um, I guess it's like my short blurb about this. So my, if, if you like modern progressive metal, this is probably your band. Um, you know, and, and I and I emphasize the modern aspect on this. Um, uh, this album is a it's a hell of a lot to unpack. Um, very different. Their most ambitious release yet, I think. Um, in terms of just the diversity and the uh, just fucking going for it. Um, I, I will, will say it's it's not quite up to the standard for me of their previous album, Where I Was Know My Name, which is what made me a fan of this band and I think is a one of the best modern metal albums I've ever heard um, in, in quite some time. Um, but it's still great, and I will say, like, even though it came out in, like, August, I think, um, I'm still kind of processing it and going back to it. It is truly a prog album. It reminds me of, like, prog more so in the vein of, like... I, I, I realized this after listening to it like a handful of times. Um, uh, it's more prog in the way that like Faith No More got prog in like Angel Dust era. Like, I was going to say, I even got like, <clears throat> like it, Fate's Warning. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of vibes you get from this. I just mean like the mentality of it. Like Faith No More like comes to mind because it's like you get this heavy ass like groovy song that's like seven minutes of like weird intertwiny shit. And then like, there's like a piano song <laughs> and then yeah, there's and then like, there's like a straightforward uh, yeah, heavy song. Yeah. yeah. There's one song on here that is pretty similar to like the owls formula from the album before, but the rest is like, I respect them so much for just going for something different and saying like, they got a lot of gas in the tank, basically. Like they're well, not going to just ride the high of like, that last album that made them a household name kind of, you know. Yeah, they're just like saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. If this album like started off with fucking saxophone, I'd be like, there there's there's a trouble brewing here, you know, but they they have integrity. What <laughs> and, was the was the last song called The Tower? Well, I mean there's there's a few of the towers like in the in the What's the, what's the last song called? It is one of the towers. Okay. Yeah, that's but, one that's like twelve minutes long. Um because I think it's pretty long. But. I remember the last song being. I only listened to this album once. Yeah, but I remember the last song being like a like a, a standout, really good track. There's some there's some great standouts, like stuff I would put on par with Owls. It's just that it's just so different. I can't like, I can't confidently say yet. But Owls took me a while to to click with me as well. So like, who knows? Maybe I'll you know be raving hardcore about this one. I still felt it was very much worth mentioning in my like top list mm. you know it, it's just the fact that um it, it the, the fact of the matter is i'm still processing it and still listening to it and going back to it to really develop my opinions it's it's one of those that you you really got a deep dive i think one of my one of my top five is is like that and i'll talk about it more but it's one of those ones where it's been a long time and a lot of listens and i'm still thinking about how it makes me feel yeah um <clears throat> yeah you want to give a couple more yeah she got more um this year a um one of the guys from two mold released a side project called dream unending um the album is called the tide turns eternal it's still like death metal stuff it's like atmospheric lead work focused dreamy doom death 
oh, that's cool. And it's, it's phenomenal. Like it's so atmospheric and, uh, it really kind of puts you in a place. Sounds like something I might actually like. I'll check that out. It's got, I also, it's got my second favorite album art of the year. Nice. Um, it's this really strange, extremely striking, especially for metal where it's bright blue and bright orange. Um, and it's kind of like a figure looking out at a Sphinx figure. That's cool. And it's one of those ones where you see it and you're like, what is that? I want to <laughs> check that out. And then you listen to it and the atmosphere fits the, the album art perfectly. So, um, next one I want to mention is an artist who goes by the name Thor High Heels. Um, he is, I believe. It's not keep the dogs away, Thor? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Um, he's from, it's like, he's still putting shit out. <laughs> I think he's from Denmark. I could be wrong. Um, but the album is called the Ith, the Y T H guest. Um, he makes extremely experimental, uh, electronic music that is heavily influenced by dub, um, plunder phonic stuff from the nineties and then like nineties and early two thousands video game soundtracks. <clears throat> And not all of his stuff I like, but it's so experimental and so unique that it's hundred it's it's worth listening to just to experience it. Um, and this album is just a continuation of his huh. very strange style. That's cool. Um, and then the, the next one that's again another non-metal album um, is a vaporwave act called FM Skyline. His new album Illuminations. Um, do you know what Vaporwave is? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, he put out... Well, maybe we should maybe we should explain for the listeners in case they Vaporwave, don't Vaporwave, so if you know what the intermissions on a 90s stay-at-home uh, school programming <laughs> sounded like. Yeah. That's Vaporwave. Mixed with, like, the aesthetic of, like, Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's, it's... And the attitude of aha. Yeah. It's, I don't know how to describe it besides like early 90s like commercial music. Yeah. Um, and it's something. It's got like some like really refined qualities like late 80s like poppy new wave, I guess. Like, you know, like the music sounds kind of airy but electronic still. Like, you yeah. know, it's like. Uh, but it also follows like kind of the, the dogmas of, of chopped and screwed hip hop. Yeah, it's like a piece together type thing. Yeah, it's like heavily a, yeah. sampled but heavily distorted and twisted and um I find it I find it really interesting. Yeah. Um and this this one is it's 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 just so beautiful. Like it's it's really it makes like I want to close my eyes and imagine that I'm on a beach in California at sunset. It's like me when I listen to the Pete's Dragon soundtrack. Hell yeah. Do you actually listen to the Pete's Dragon soundtrack? I do love that musical. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'll put it on. Um, yeah. Uh, how about, huh, let's hear some from Nick. Okay. Um, uh, my next kind of like honorable mention here, um, Harakiri for the Sky. Oh, right. Black and post metal band. They released a new album called uh, Mayor. I think it, that's how you pronounce it. It's M with like the, the A that has the E thing after it. Yeah. And then R-E, so mayor, I guess. Um, uh, so yeah, um, Austrian, you know, blackened at this point, they're like post-metal 
Giants, I think, um, or they're getting there, you know. Terrible um, name. I don't in mind my the opinion. Name. I don't mind the name. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they released it. This is their fifth studio album um, uh, that came out this year. And uh, I, I will say, like, just outright, like, I love it. Um, it's more of their sound. It's heavy, great droning, driving riffs, um, lots of memorable, memorable, uh, like guitar melodies. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of the vocalist, um, who just goes by, I think it's just the initials JJ. So like, but, um, or JJ, but, uh, I, uh, I really love his vocals. Um, it's this like very specific, uh, melodic yelling <laughs> i guess mm. it's like sometimes he goes a bit more harsh straight harsh vocal but it's like this like just passionate kind of melodic yelling that you know is in key with like whatever they're doing and um uh, it, 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 but this album i will say is it's a lot like the rivers and isle album for me um it's a lot to process and i think just my gut feeling is i don't immediately like it as much as their previous album arson and is this one that is it's this, really fucking long. Is this the one like, where the album cover is like hands pulling, like skinning a wolf? Yeah, like from, the, like the like the muscle and and bones of a wolf's head, like coming at yeah. It's, it's like red. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So this band is like, it's one of those that's pretty up my alley. Like I love heavy, like especially black metal influenced post metal. Um, post metal has been like my big thing the last several years you know mm -hmm. and uh i love the way that these guys approach it um it's just cool and melodic and heavy and fucking like you know that depressive drone stuff but it also just has this epic atmosphere to it and this album is more of the same and it's good but it's also it feels a little bit more self-indulgent than their previous records it's really fucking long is it like 80 minutes long Something like that, dude. It's really fucking long. It's, I think it's like 70, 75 maybe or something like that. But it's really fucking long. Um, and it's just not quite as memorable as all of their previous albums. My favorite being the the previous release, uh, Arson. Um, but uh, it's still really great. Um, and I still feel like I'm I'm processing it to a to a degree, uh, even though it came out I think early this year. It was like I was gonna say <laughs> I remember listening to a single, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll have to give it another listen because I remember uh, our our friend Longhoffer really likes that band as well. Yeah, I, I dig them quite a bit. Um, but yeah, this this album's it's it's great and it's worth a listen. But I will caveat that with I think it's only worth. A, a dedicated listen if you are already a fan of the band if you okay. if you've never heard them i would suggest checking out any of their previous albums first okay maybe maybe i'll listen to that that arson yeah I, I like arson a lot um it's just got so many memorable riffs and just great that's when they really nailed the song structure to me where it's like you can kind of like latch on a bit easier mm -hmm. like you know and uh but it also doesn't shy away from like the uh long-winded epic droney stuff you know so yeah i'll give that a listen yeah yeah you want to give me a couple more hell yeah um the next one i want to mention is um i think it's a one woman act i'm not sure if there's a drummer or anyone else but it's called she goes by holder h-u-l-d-e-r 
Um, she released an album called, I don't know what the fuck it means. It's called God Slastering. Hymns to a Forlorn Peasantry. I don't know what the fuck it means. But it is, if you like early second wave black metal, this is fucking awesome. It's just like mean ass riffs. Um, you know, mostly like kind of faster mid-paced. Lots of like kind of drums instead of blast beats and just fucking mean riffs. Um, but then it will transition to some of the most beautiful synth and folk music. Nice. Um, it's just, it's such a like an engaging. This is the one you told me was kind of like Mirkur, right? No. That was. Um, that a, description sounds kind of like the second Mirkur album. <laughs> I was telling you about a, an artist called Sylvain. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but um, that descriptor, though, with like the second wave black metal mean riffs mixed with folky stuff, that sounds like the second Mirkur album to me. A bit. Yeah, this this is a little more. Um, I get big immortal vibes. From oh, the so black that metal. that is a little different then. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, the black metal is a little more primitive and aggressive. The second wave, or the second wave, like uh, influence aspect, I feel like on Mirkur, um, at least on that second album, is more akin to like Mayhem or something. Like okay, you know, yeah. it, it's less uh, immortal is like its own different thing. I think you know, yeah. Um, and I guess I'd say almost more like that middle part of the first wave where it was like Bathory and those kind of bands and, and it, the riffs were like like Hellhammery. Oh, okay, cool. Kind of. Cool. Um, so that one that one was like a big, if you like that kind of stuff. If you like riffy black metal and even just pretty folk music. Like, it's hard to go wrong with that one. I like both those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, I like to talk about uh, my favorite band, Dark Throne. Yeah. Um, Their new record, yeah. Eternal Hails with five uh, periods at the end, which is just really funny. I don't know <laughs> why they did that. Um, is it Hails with a Z? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they are, like, without a doubt, my number one favorite band. Um but this album continues the trend of the last four or five where it takes quite a while to sink in for me. Um, yeah. Because their albums are all pretty simple. Um, and you really just got to, like, kind of take the time to listen to the riffs and just hear what they're going for. Um, they, they've they kind of carved this new niche for themselves of it's like blackened epic heavy doom. Um, and it's it's really unique sounding, and this new one has they recorded it all on seventies analog equipment, so it's got that wonderful, it's really, a very very Fenris thing to do. Yeah. Yes, it's got really that wonderful shitty sound to it. Where when it first started, I was actually taken aback by how bad it sounded, in a good way. Yeah, um, we all they, know how he feels about compression. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but this one. Um, they also introduced some new stuff that they've never done before, including um, the use of a Moog synthesizer. Oh, that's interesting. Um, on two songs. And it's it's fantastic. The way it flows in, and it, it put a huge smile on my face hearing it for the first time. It's cool. Um, so yeah, they're, like I said, they're one of my favorite bands. Every album they've released for the last 10 years has been a real solid like 7 to 8 out of 10. None of them have been, have been amazing. Yeah but they're all ones that I listen to all the time. Yeah, worth mentioning for yeah. sure. 
Um, next, I want to mention the new Archspire album. Yeah, which Bleed. we've talked about before. <laughs> Not on the show, but but just in, in general. Um, it's called Bleed the Future. Yep. Um, they're kind of titans of the metal scene at the moment. If you like Tech Death, you like Archspire. They're, they're, it's like yeah. Rivers of Nile for you know, modern prog people. Like it's a, uh, it's, they, they are, they are your, your flag carriers right now. Yeah. <laughs> Archspire is a band that, God damn, it's so impressive, but it's, it's just so, Tech Death is just not my thing, you know? They and, are like <laughs> flabbergastingly, um, technically proficient. Oh yeah. I mean like, it'll make you feel bad. Like, they, you know, if you're, if you're a musician of any caliber, like they'll make you feel bad. The stuff that they do where they, you know, they're like playing like syncopated polyrhythms that are like intertwined with a polyrhythm from later in the song, while the vocalist is like doing his own polyrhythm, like even the, intertwined yeah, with the bass. I was going to mention how nuts. like even the vocalist, which like in tech death bands, you know, is typically just like you know your standard like death metal vocalist who will just do like you know whatever over like this crazy shit. This guy like somehow this guy, has his own style. It, well, because he's like doing as complicated shit as they are like you know but it's just like it, it's just and it sounds to be honest like whenever i've heard art spire like just like going off in one of their crazy fucking songs like he sounds kind of goofy to me not his not his vocals but just the approach because it's like he'll be just like it's just this weird shit but then like when you really think about what he's doing you're like even that is super impressive like it's like every single one of them is like yeah, they're just fucking insanely good. And here's the thing about that band. When when their last album came out, I heard it and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is absurd. Um, and it's kind of been in the back of my mind for the last few years. And I remember even showing you guys and being like, guys, this is everything we like to make fun of. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of awesome. And then... I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, they, they really have kind of like taken it to like a new level for, for that genre, they, I think. What, what made them really click for me was kind of watching some interviews and videos with them and realizing that they're having fun. Yeah, and, and I've seen a lot of videos. I, I'm, I think I've said it on the show before, but I'm a, I'm a bass player, and uh, I like to keep up with, like, you know, the modern, like, new stuff coming out and, like, you know, what, what, who, are, who are the players that, you know, people are looking at and stuff. And um, what's his name? Uh, his name's Jared, right, the bass player? I think his name's Jared. I'm, I'm blanking on it. Um, He's done a lot of like uh, videos, um, you know, for companies that I really like, and uh, you know, demo demonstration kind of like you know things, and uh, you know, he's been to Nam, and you know, we'll do like you know some playthroughs and whatnot. And not only is he great, but he is like a really cool sounding guy, and uh, he also like you know, he's just he just seems like really into the bass in general, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, and and to me, anytime that I've listened to Artspire the bass has shined the most for me and maybe it's just because I'm listening for it. But, uh, I love his, uh, approach to the tech death type stuff. And, uh, he does, he, he incorporates a lot more. Um, he does a lot of the melody work. I feel. Yeah. He does a lot of like really open sounding, um, like, like, uh, finger work, like tapping work. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just that, that band is just insane to listen to. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, they're, it clicked for me when I realized that they were having fun, that this wasn't meant they're to be. They're not just, they're not just, you know, caveman brows. They're not like, going, you know, just like, fucking brutal. Yeah, like, check the shit out. Like, you know, like, like, they're, 
I think I even yeah. read like one interview where the vocalist was like kind of making fun of his style. You know, <laughs> he was like, it's kind of stupid, but it sounds cool. Yeah, it fits. And, and it's and it's different. I mean, like than than what we're used to really hearing, like you know, yeah. in that genre. So, um, but that know. that new one is just it's. I don't know if I like it more than the last one, but it's it's still the kind of thing you have to hear to believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give one. Um, so this one, I don't know if this one's on your list. We have talked about this, but um, uh, the new in mourning. That's the next one. Okay, that I was yeah. gonna talk about. Well, let's talk about this one a bit. Okay, I'll give my little thing. So, um, I mean, uh, the new In Mourning album came out, The Bleeding Veil. This is a band that both of us really only got into like two years ago. Yeah, like at like yeah, 2020 I think was when I first started listening to them. But like uh um so this is, you know, Swedish proggy mellow death goth goodness, you know? I mean, um, I hear people call them um the like torchbearers of Opeth, but I don't really hear. I think that that's more relevant on this album <laughs> than, than, than any of them that they've ever done. Um, they definitely have, there's some Opeth vibes on here for sure. Uh, vocal wise, they do a lot of different approaches on this one. All of which I love the vocals. Yeah, on this one. All of which I feel like work. Um, these guys feel like all of their albums and eras are like constantly leading to something new and exciting. And like this one, like is is so close to like just breaking the boundary into something completely new. Like, and and they're just a band to watch. I feel I'd put this album, this new one, is equal to my favorite album by them, which is the uh, the Weight of Oceans. Uh, I think that was their third record. Um, but yeah, I I can't get enough of these guys. Um, they're just a a great kind of melding genre you know mellow death basic basis band uh and yeah just great songs great songs writers yeah the um one of the standouts i think you had said that this one was like your favorite that you this one is easily so my favorite uh which to be fair i haven't heard i've heard monolith which is their what their second album yeah that one's kind of weird because there's like some core element to it which like i'm typically not a fan of but I've opened up to a bit more in recent years as like, if it's done well, I don't mind it. I think any, any genre, you know, if it's done well, I think I'd like it, you know? Yeah. It's just that I have a stigma about metalcore, um, you know, growing up in the era that we did, uh, you know, it's just like writing it off, but there have been bands that have really not one eighty'd me, but, but made me think differently. Rivers of Nile is one of them. Um, they kind of have like a core element, like not necessarily a lot of times in the riffs, but in like the production and the and way the, the songs will be structured like yeah. sometimes, but, um, and, uh, a band that I think I've mentioned on the show before too, uh, between the buried and me has, has really turned me around on, I can't get on metal core. Band. I, there's some of their stuff, man, and not all of it, but a lot of their stuff I've, I've been really drawn to in the past few years. So they've kind of changed my mind on on metalcore a bit or at least made me more lenient (laughs) (laughs) like if i hear a breakdown i don't instantly turn it off you know but um but uh yeah in morning like the the monolith had that kind of vibe to it where it was like they were it was mellow death but it had that kind of incorporated into it a little bit in the dna they totally lose that afterwards and then kind of go on like a more droney like depressive melodic type vibe and then since then, they've really morphed that into like their own thing. I think, uh, 
you know, and, and this this one being the the prime example of that, I think. Yeah. This this one is easily my favorite by them. Um it was the first one where I was kind of like really enthralled the entire time. There weren't ever any like lulls for me. Yeah. Um it does continue the trend though too where the 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 most memorable and noticeable song to me is the very last one. They always have like an epic at the end. I Dude, feel <laughs> this one, the the chorus to at the behest of night. Yeah, is has been stuck in my head since I first heard it. It's really good. Yeah, months ago when they released the single. I like how much different vocal stuff he's doing on this album too. Well, and did you know the um, the kind of higher harsh vocals? That's the guitar player. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I watched um, I watched a they did a live show. It, like an in-studio live show. Yeah. And watching in the, the fucking singer low vocalist is also the other guitar player. Yeah. And I'm the, like, the bass player is doing all this I know that live. I've seen videos of them. Like the bass player will sometimes do like the, the low, low like vocals, you know, if it, but it's a lot of the time that's only when they have it like layered. So like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he did it on the album or anything, but, but yeah, really, really good. Good stuff. Proggy. That's a band to fucking watch out for. If you're into, proggy mellow kind of sad sounding stuff yeah i first noticed them when that album um i'm completely blanking on the name but the one uh storm aglow oh afterglow afterglow yeah you mixed them together there's that because they have garden of storms storms. and afterglow (laughs) which those albums do flow really well together they're both very good as well i afterglow was i was i was like oh yeah this band is cool yeah um Really reminded me of. Uh, have you ever heard of the band Disillusioned? Yeah, yeah. They they're that same kind of really long winded, proggy mellow death. Um, they they're kind of the continuers of that style for me. That's cool. So yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, don't I have much more to say? But In Morning is a great band, and uh, like I said, the new record is it's pretty great. <laughs> fire yeah um, how many more you got before we get to top five <laughs> 11 <laughs> 11 all right you go through do a, do a few more okay uh next is one that's probably on your list uh wolves in the throne room primordial arcana yeah um let's get that out of the way yeah because that's on my honorable mentions um okay. here uh we'll just talk about it now <laughs> um this is uh i'd say kind of inarguably a sellout album for them um <laughs> Not in a negative way, though. Um, I don't... I guess I don't know how to... I guess that is kind of a negative term. But right. it's hard to argue, though, because this is a band that went from 30-minute uh, songs to five-minute mm-hmm. compact ones after... And they've been of, doing that for a while. I mean, like, um, I'd say Thrice Woven was the one that everyone came back for. Um, yeah, because they had Celestial uh, Lineage or whatever it was, and, and everyone was like... Celestite, yeah, and the, yeah, and then they did the ambient acoustic version. And everyone was like, liked Ooh. it, yeah, and then like, but so, it, yeah, I don't know. Without getting like too far into it, this is a band that I've liked for ten years, you know, um, and I always kind of forget about them, like to be Same. honest. Um, but um, their sound is, you know, it's dense. And you cannot argue that it's like super influential to modern atmospheric black metal. Oh, they are they are like 
the trailblazers of of for atmospheric <laughs> and just United States black metal. Oh yeah, it's they're, like they're the guys. They're, like, yeah, and I mean, I fucking at the height of their first what three albums. Yeah, I remember seeing one of them in Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like they they were they were the 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 torchbearers of that, and arguably still kind of are. But like the thing with this album, because I will say. I like this album a lot. I think it's really great. Um, it literally checks all the boxes that I want from a Wolves in the Throne Room album that doesn't have 30-minute songs. And, uh, like, to be honest, the reason it didn't make it in my top is because I wish they'd done more. I, I wish they pushed it further. Um, and I think that that's the common thing with these guys at this point. The last kind of safe. Thrice Woven was like a welcome return. And you can forgive the uh, rehashed ideas, which I don't even, I wouldn't call that album 100%, you know, it's not rehashed ideas, but it was them going back to a certain style, you know. And this album is just more of that. And like, it's like, you know, I honestly, I just wish that they pushed it further. I, I did revisit this album a decent amount since it came out in August, and um, I can't deny that, you know, they're magnificent at what they do. And, like, when they hit, they really hit. But I'm just expecting a bit more progression at this point. And, you know, if they don't do some, This is sounding negative. It's still in, like, my top, you know. But it's like, if they don't do something to shake it up in an interesting way by next album, like, they might lose me, you know, to a degree. Like, I mean, well, it, it's and that's, just... That's kind of why I wrote that it's a bit of a sellout album because it is... I mean, it's undeniable. This it's like they a, felt the pressure. It's like they went off, They went off. Um, you know, and granted, like, I'm not a fan of, you know, Celestite, but, like, I mean, yeah, you guys tried something different. There's nothing wrong with that. So what if, like, people didn't really like it? You can't just rut yourself, you yeah. know? I mean, like, it, it's like... And I feel like that's how they feel, like almost a little, you know, and like the they got it, they 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 trailblazed, you know, and it's like they're they're petering out at this point, like doing the same shit over and over again, even though they can still do it, arguably better than anyone. Like that's one of the reasons I feel kind of strange about liking this album so much is that they've been a really hit and miss band for me. Yeah, um, I really like uh, Two Hunters. Yeah, or, that's and, a, that's it, probably my favorite. Um, and like Die Down to Twelve Stars and stuff. That stuff's great, but a lot of it doesn't stick with me. Yeah, um, this one I will say is almost kind of like a, a a big positive for this one is if you have someone who's never heard Wolves in the Throne Room, this might be the album to do because it's like the most digestible that they've that they are with the with still the classic sound. That's like, what I was gonna say. Is that I almost feel like. <laughs> and I think it's just because as like people who have known them for so long, we're like, fuck, we want something different yeah. at this point, you know? The, like it's the um fifteen year old elitist in me is like, Oh yeah, well this is their accessible album. Yeah. So why do but, I But I like mean there's it? nothing really wrong with that. I mean and, and by accessible, of, we're like, there's still like seven minute fucking songs on this album, you know? But that's it's just, kind of why I like it, is because it's the most accessible and it's um, an it's an easy listen, one that you that, like I just said, I mean, was easy for me to go back to. Yeah. Like, multiple times. It's got that, it's got this really neat kind of sense of, of like, laid-back aggression. 
Yeah. Very, I mean, you know, this is a stereotype at this point, but, you know, very foresty, very, like, foggy feeling. Like, you know, just like uh, the shit that they are really good at, you know? And, uh, like I said, nothing wrong with doing what you're good at, but, fuck, man, we've been doing this for 20 years at this point. (laughs) I do, I just want to call out the, it's in the second song. I don't remember what it's called, but the down, 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 down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's one of the... It's just so fucking cool sounding. Yeah, it is. It's cool. Um, they could still do it. It's just that I just want a little bit more out of them. Yeah, it's a very safe album by a a band that's legends at this point. Yeah. Um, still good, but come on, guys. You got you got more in the tank. I know you do. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, I want to talk about Suffering Hour, the Cyclic Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, the main reason I want to talk about this one, they are um, a fairly unique sounding uh, death metal band. Um, but it's the, I, I don't even think I've ever heard of these guys. It's the guitar tone that I want to mention in particular. It's this very like early 80s post-punk goth um, guitar tone. <clears throat> it's really high and thin and treebly, treebly. <laughs> um and like warbly and strange and just hearing this you know this like furious atmospheric uh almost like cavernous sounding death metal with this just bizarre guitar tone on top of it is it you just got to hear it you know and yeah. it, it just really elevates the whole album for it it's probably the most unique guitar tone i've ever heard in a death metal album hmm. that's cool and it just really really stands out Cool. So that's all I had to say about that one. Um, next one I want to talk about is Decoherence System I. They are um, an industrial black metal band that I've had my eye on for Sounds a few like years. Sounds like an industrial band, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this album is a collection of singles and EPs that they released over the last couple of years um, put together as a whole. Oh, okay. Um, and kind of a good reference for... Their sound is that there's a Killing Joke cover at the end oh, okay. of the album. Um, this industrial black metal is my favorite kind of music, um, and I'm always kind of searching for another band that sounds that plays industrial black metal the way I like it. Yeah, which is like this, where it's very electronic sounding, um, almost like you're listening to electronica. You know, like very like not like drum and bass, but just very like pounding bass and um this album just really like hits the spot um so much so that i almost put this one in my top five nice Um, all right i really really fucking love this album um yeah it just it it hits all the right buttons for me very cool um so i highly highly recommend this one so for fans of our samuel episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um I actually lied when I said I had 11 more. I was looking at my list wrong. I've only got three other Oh, okay. Ones. I only got one more honorable mention before we get to our top five. So um, you want to just do another one and then uh, I'll do mine. You can do two more. Sure. And then we go into top five. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, a band called First Fragment released an album called Glory Eternel. Um, I sent this to you a couple months ago. I was going to say, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, I had never heard of this band. Apparently this was a big fucking deal. Um, that this album came out. It is a 
absurd fucking monolith of progressive tech death. It's okay. like a 75 minute album. Um, and not once was I bored. That's cool. Which is like, it starts and I'm like, Oh God, what, you know, what am I getting into? This is fucking 70 more minutes of this. Just <laughs> The way I described it was it's like virtuosic nonsense. <laughs> that yeah. is so much fun to listen to. Like you'll be hearing like neoclassical shredding over blast beats and then it'll all stop and there'll be like a jaunty violin and then it all comes back, back together. And you know, the vocalist is like grunting away to some like goofy French rhythm. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know how to describe it besides the most enjoyable nonsense. That's funny. <laughs> and it's, it's just such a good time. Nice. So, um, okay. I'll mention one more. Yeah. Um, the new worm. Foreverglade. Yeah, I listened to that too. This was one, um, I think when I sent it to you, I said, expect this one to become a top, uh, a lot of top albums of the year list. Yeah. Um, I think I have seen it on some people's, yeah. It's really fucking good. It is pretty cool. It's that kind of, you know, it's like murky, grimy, slimy. um, A lot of worm bands the last few years. (laughs) A lot of worm. (laughs) Lots of worm and phlegm. Yeah. And snot, slugs. They've just perfected that technology lately to make it sound like that. I don't know. Because what was it? Last year, I remember seeing a lot of... Was it last year or was it 2019? I don't remember. Um, uh, 2019 was the year of, of of OSDM. A lot of uh, a lot of um, top lists, uh, it was, like I said, last year, 2019, had that uh, that slug band on there. On their oh, top sluggage. 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 I think it, I think it's sluggage, <laughs> but but um, uh, I listened to that album too. That was fucking grimy and slimy and yeah. cool. Like I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's there's been bands like like Tomb Mold and Witch Vomit and yeah, Mortifarium. You know, there's lots just of just gross bands. Really good gross stuff coming out. Yeah, um, a lot of it blends together for me. But yeah, this was one of the ones that it's it's more unique because they know um, just when to pick up the pace. And when to lighten the mood with surprisingly um, like light lead and synth work um, that is very kind of like atmospheric and and dreamy and almost like lilting. Um, And it just, it really, you know, it's like you're going on a journey kind of listening to this one. Yeah. Um, Instead of just hitting you with like a (laughs) for 40 minutes, you know. I feel you. So that one... It, it's it's really fucking awesome. Nice. Um, and I'm pissed because I was going to buy the CD. Yeah. And it's out of stock. Fuck. And I'm like, 20 bucks spin. Make more. Make more. Now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, my other honorable mention, um, I know, it, or my other it, top 20, I know is going to be on your top five, probably. So, we'll just save it for later. Okay. All right. That's it for your honorable mentions? Yes, sir. All right. I only got one other one. Um, Is it um, Adele 30? No. <laughs> but it's uh, Cult of Luna's Raging River EP. Okay. Um, anybody who knows me probably fully expected this to be in my top five. <laughs> um, uh, I was. And uh, and um, I, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be me if I didn't at least mention the new Cult of Luna release this year. One of my favorite bands. Um I guess I just wasn't sure if it would make the cut being an EP. <laughs> I don't know, like as like a top, but um, 
I say an EP in quotes too, because the fucking thing's over 40 minutes long, but, um, you know, just a, just a great EP, uh, more in line with their last album sound, um, a Dawn to fear from 2019, uh, which may have been my favorite album of 2019. <laughs> I think more so than the, the ulcerate. Uh, that was 2020. Also, it was 2020. Okay, man. The last few years have just been <laughs> molded together. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was 2020. Cause I remember when that came out, um, it was like right when the pandemic hit and I was like, Ooh, I was like, well, this is depressing. Like everything is right <laughs> now. So, okay. But, um, uh, yeah, like, uh, so this EP, um, is more in line with the Adon to fear record. Uh, but it does not, I want to stress, it does not feel like just some unused material they had to put out. Um, it feels like fully realized Cult of Luna stuff. It does progress on that sound a bit and push it forward. And uh, all I'll say is um, it's a quality release, and I can't wait for their new full length that comes out uh, February of this year. Hell yeah. Uh, like I said, one of my favorite bands. Um, had to mention it. Just didn't really make my top five on some some technicalities, really. you know. And the fact that, like I said, it's... It's uh, more or less like the last one, you know, just shorter. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, um, uh, I guess we can we can go ahead and get into our top fives and start uh, trading back and forth here. I guess before we get into our top five, um, more honorable mentions. <laughs> more, no, sort of. I I, I want to say there are you know there are so many more great fucking albums that came out this year. Yeah, this that, was a a really good year kind of just new releases going through my my journal and looking on like metal storms like 2021 releases list and shit you know i was like oh i'm gonna talk about that i'm gonna talk about that yeah and i really had to prune my list down um to the stuff that i thought was really notable that i really want to talk about yeah um yeah i just want to say this has been a really good year for music it has been it definitely Um, has been and uh obviously our lists are subjective. Yeah. My my musical journey the last couple of years um, has really been focused on gothic uh, and, like, uh, industrial and electronica has been um, kind of what I've really opened myself up to. Yeah. And like you're saying, there have been lots of uh, uh, 80s gothic music has been really prevalent especially in the metal scene in the last couple of years. So it's been, I've been really excited yeah. about, about music lately. Um, it's been a good time. Been a lot of good stuff for sure. So well, let's do it. Uh, we just, we want to just go back and forth. Sure. Do you uh, want to start? Sure. I could start. Yeah. Okay. All right. So number five, uh, is the, the Yoth Iria album. Ha ha. Uh, as the, as the flame withers, uh, it, uh, old Greece makes it on the list, you know? Um, yeah, who would have thought that the first new release I checked out this year would stick with me all year long? <laughs> um, uh, th- th- this is, to me, uh, an expert-level demonstration in how to write mean, cool, melodic, riffy black metal. Uh, it's It hits all the right beats. It's got, you know, caveman blast beat riffs, <laughs> uh, mean, old-school, like, chuggy riffs, like, some punky, like, tempo changes. Like I said, it just hits all the right spot. And... I mean, come on, that that album cover too. I mean, like it's this awesome. satanic old school glory. Like this is one of the ones that um, 
I was surprised how much I went back to this album. I listened to it a few times and I really liked it. Um, it didn't quite stick with me. Um, I was going enough. back to it all year long. I just like I love the crazy melodic leads and then just like the mean like you know quintessential black metal approach to like some of the lyrics and the songs and the vocals and everything like it's just a really great record it really is like if you like the hellenic greek black metal scene and like like the last rotting christ album wasn't that great you know listen to this one and you're gonna be like oh yeah you know this shit's good did you do um uh, for your top five? Did you do standout tracks? Yes, I did too. Okay, yeah, I put three on on each one, but uh, I I made myself pick three. At least. Did you put the hunter, the great hunter, uh, tyrants, and unborn, undead, uh, eternal, are were kind of like my go to ones when I thought of this album. But yeah, that was my number five. How about your number five? Uh, real quick, that will just remind me. Not quite a meh, not quite a stinker. And not even close to an honorable mention that I forgot came out this year was the new Nightfall. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was maybe it should have been on my Mac because it was. I thought it was really plain, really dull. Yeah, it was kind of plain. Um, it had anyway, some good songs on it, but you know, nothing compared to Lesbian Show. Yeah, nothing, nothing, um, nothing comes close. So my number five is the Ruins of Beverast, the Thule Grimoires. Yeah. yeah. Um. I fucking love this band. It's it's one guy, yeah, uh, Alexander von Mylenwald, um, who was he was the drummer for a, a black metal band called Nagelfar, which is not the Swedish melodic black metal band. Yeah, a different one. Um, this new album is arguably the most accessible one of his, um, probably since the first Ruins album. Um, it's he's incorporated as I said a lot of gothic influences yeah into this one and it's it's just such a engrossing captivating listen um, there's lots of really neat like the first song opens the, the entire album opens with this very um, delay heavy choppy guitar riff and then he layers on top of that a choppy metered um vocal style um that's just it's it's really fucking cool yeah um and then later on the songs you know he incorporates like a uh, peter Steele style clean vocals and rolling double bass and clean harmonized choruses and it's just it's just so good you yeah know? um and like I said, this is also probably the easiest album of his to listen to. It's the least like suffocating and uh, most like open feeling. Um, terrible album cover. Album cover is really really bad. It's like it's like the Parthenon, and then like <laughs> a really shitty like digital collage with like a woman with like an antler skull face like standing underneath it in a cavern. I don't know. It's it's just. Not, it's not great. A, it's not a good cover. Not great. But um uh probably my second favorite album from this this act. Um nice. Yeah. It's a seventy minute album that just it's over, you know, yeah. and then you start it again. Nice. Um my favorite two songs are the intro track, Ropes into Eden, and then 
the song Cromlech Nell. So, very nice. All right, well, moving on to number fours here. Um, this is the one that I know I have not mentioned to you that you definitely couldn't guess. I've actually been a little anxious trying to think about <laughs> what it could be. That would be Swedish band Wormwood's new album, Ah, Archivet. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. The Swedes know know how to hit, know where to hit me. Um, admittedly, uh, I just discovered this band this year, um, and I didn't realize how much I went back to this album uh, after it came out until sitting to really make this list. And sort of like Yothiria, this is a great example of melodic, like black metal done right. But these guys have a lot of surprises kind of up their sleeve. And uh, the vocalist, um, who uh, goes by Nine, um, is uh, so passionate on every line. Uh, he also succeeds at doing like a variety of styles. And uh, I just love his enthusiasm and delivery. And I think he nails all of it. Um, he's a big selling point. Uh, but the music, so the music is like the guitars will hit you with like this tasty like classic hard rock style like lick solo and then like they go right back into like a cool like post metally like black metal tremolo drone line or something uh it's just a bunch of things that i love molded to like a genius singular entity yeah these guys have been kind of the rising stars to watch in the uh melodic black metal yeah scene they just it's so weird because there are like elements of it that like, you know, you think like, okay, melodic black metal. And I think of something like, you know, the blueprint, which could be something like the Yothiria album that I just mentioned. And then they do something with like a melodic piano line over like a cool, like, you know, kind of driving riff. And you're like, this reminds me of like fucking children of Bodom or something like, you know, like it's like, it's something like that. And then they'll incorporate something totally different. Even like, even just like a, almost like a, a grindcore yelling vocal like line and like a blast beat. And like, it's just all over the place. Like it sounds like what I'm describing is all over the place, but it's like they mold, they've molded it to like perfection. I think I need to, I heard, um, there, there was quite a bit of lead up to this album coming out. Yeah. Um, and because I remember their first two releases are, held very high yeah like i remember hearing um the single and liking it and then forgetting to check out the album so i'll need to listen to it it's really good um uh, i will say um this could have been higher on my list uh if not for my biggest caveat the lyrical content so <laughs> is, it, is it like edgelord uh, no um here, let me just go through this. I, like it's a, it's a whole thing. So like, what do you know? Have you have you listened to this band before? I listen, like I know you said you just heard like the the single for this album. I listened whatnot, to but. their uh, the one before this. Okay, I yeah. don't remember a lot of it. Okay, so this is probably only something that you realize when you say he's, I no because I would say he's a very um, his vocals are are very uh, like you can you can tell what he's saying. Um, you know, he, he, <laughs> and he's very audible in the mix, obviously does a lot of different styles. You could tell what he's talking about. Uh, let me say, I don't think any of these lyrics are bad. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd call most of them actually quite good. Um, 
a lot of it's very poetic, you know, and, uh, and, and not in like a cringy way. Um, I'm also aligned when it comes to the lyrical content with the views of this band, the obvious views of this band. So your, my, your mileage may vary if you like don't believe in climate change and stuff, <laughs> but like I very much do. And I very much agree with what this band is trying gotta, to say. We got to shut this down. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I but disagree. Like, but and my, and my, and my note after I wrote all that was, but fuck write about something a little different. Like every, every song dude is, is like, and it, it's not even like that different. Like it's like you, you could argue and go into it. Okay. Like there's a song like, um, the closer, the gentle touch of humanity, which is obviously about like humanity hurting the earth and like, you know, in, in this negative impactful way. Um, and then you have a song on this album, like overgrowth, which is more of like a fantastical kind of like lyrical, like approach to the song where it's like talking about almost as if like, this is a post-apocalyptic world where humans have died and, uh, the, the earth is reclaiming like, you know, what we took from it, but it's all about that. All of it is about this shit. And it's like, I get it and I get it's important, but God damn, like stop the epic closer that I just mentioned that, the gentle touch of humanity is damn near skip territory because it's a nine minute song and two and a half of those minutes are an interlude with fucking news reports about the environment in the middle of the song. Like at least put it at the end or something or make it its own separate track as like an intro. Yeah. It's in the middle of the song, dude. And like, there's like, there is music, quote unquote, in there, but it's like literally just like some clean guitar swells, just like, dude, that was, and then just fucking news reports, just like, just like it's the hottest year on record or whatever, you know, and all this stuff, and I'm like, dude, like, come on, like, it, that's that almost ruins it, like it's like, and and I I appreciate them talking about this. It's an important issue, and again, I agree with them. Like I, the first I, time I, you hear it, <laughs> it's it's like affecting and powerful. And then every time after it, it's like I'm returning this to for the music. Yeah, and the music is so good. That's why it earns that spot. And the vocals are so good. And most of the lyrics are well written. But like, dude, yeah, too much, too much of the same thing. I think like tonally, I think, and like, and with that, with the gentle touch of humanity in particular, and the part where they put the news reports in. I think they were going for very like poignant mm -hmm. like and it just comes off like I won't say preachy but like just like I get it like fuck dude. yeah like like it's 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 just it's it falls very flat and there like is. and in an otherwise really good song like you know and the closer to the album you know it's like it's a it's a good song and like the riffs are great and everything but like that just fucking it almost ruins it you know <laughs> like um one of my you know one of my favorite bands is Psy. yeah um they have an album it's uh insomnophobia almost every song ends with like a minute of like noise and it's so fucking annoying <laughs> um especially like if i'm working or something and i don't have yeah. the ability to stop every five minutes 
and hit next song, you yeah. know, and I'm like, just stop with the fucking noise. noise or whatever. Yeah. Um, and on their last album, their most recent one, the last song is like 10 and a half minutes long. After like eight minutes, there's an extended noise. And the first like five times I listened to it, I just stopped listening to it there because <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those fade out things. No, there's like a minute and a half of music <laughs> after that <laughs> that I just didn't know about for a while. But anyway, that sounds like I came down real hard on that Wormwood album at the end. But that's my only complaint. Other than that, it's just such a, it's a great album. Um, loved it. Uh, standout tracks would be The Archive, Overgrowth, and uh, there's a song called uh, My Northern Heart that I really like as well. Nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, be true to your pagan blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. Uh, what's your number four? Um, one that is going to be on your list too, The New Cynic. It's, um, my, it's my next one. Uh, <laughs> it's my number three. We could just talk about it. It's, uh, it's <laughs> so, called Ascension Codes. Yep. Um, this is a band that... I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't even have a lot of notes. I was basic. My notes come down to just like, uh, what can what can I even say about Cynic at this point? You know, like, it's, I mean... It's, writing my notes was hard on this one. Um, this is a band that, honestly, their output since their first album, Focus... It's been really hit and miss for me. See, and I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I've actually enjoyed them more, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, chronologically, as it's gone along. Um, I will say that the peak for me, or my favorite, is the second album, Traced in Air. But I really love Kindly Been to Freest. I really like the Retraced EP and the Carbon-Based Anatomy EP. Um, and speaking of Carbon-Based Anatomy, uh, Anatomy, uh, Carbon-Based Anatomy EP, um, this is the closest I feel they've gone to that. That's or gone back to that. Carbon based uh, anatomy was um, one of the first times uh, that, like, because Trace Denaire came out when I was a teenager. Yeah, um, we and were I, in I, high school still. I didn't quite appreciate proggy, jazzy, um, less straightforward music yet. But I remember when Carbon Based Anatomy came out, um, I was like, oh. This is this is really cool. This is very um, much. Um, you could even go as far as to say this is almost like extended carbon-based anatomy because of the fact that every track is separated by an interlude type thing. Yeah. Um, or in this album, it'd be more referred to as the codes. Um, um, and and then kindly bent to free us came out, and I've never quite uh, got on with that one. Um, it's as much that, as I want one, to. That one took me a little while, but eventually I did. And but, dude, this one, Ascension Codes, is just, it's like an unbelievable, just, it's like a triumphant work of art. Um, yeah, there's no other way to say that than for us to sound fucking just up our own ass, artsy-fartsy about it. But it's, but it's, it's a, is. yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And you have to be okay with, looking at it that way to, 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 I think really get into it. And, and not to say that I get it because I really, I don't know what entirely what Masvidal's like intention is with the album, but there's so clearly like a personal message in this. I think this is the most personal cynic album. Uh, and I mean the, the fact that the best cynic album came out of the death of two members is, and you really like, I, I had a note in, uh, here too that like um I wanted to bring up about how I know that Paul's uh vocals are like um 
kind of a point of contention for a lot of people. It's my main dislike of Cynic is his I, singing voice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always liked his voice with the vocoder effect. I think that it makes like a unique sound that goes with like the Cynic the way he world does it, theme, I guess. <laughs> the way he does it on this one really works for me, where it's it's you, very heavily effects, and you get the but but even through all the effects, like he's so emotive on this one, mm-hmm. like, and you really feel like. His it sounds you know lame to say, but like you really feel like his pain and like it just everything like it just connects. Like even if you don't one hundred percent know what the fuck he's talking about, because he's always talking about weird like he's talking about philosophy giving, type shit or giving whatever. Birth to the Anaki, yeah, under the seventh moon, and like, but yeah, I mean like out of the death of two titans of this band, who are both such an integral part of Cynic, you know, Masvidal he he pulled it together. To, you know, like I said, craft probably the most personal album in the Cynic catalog, I think. I and think this is, for me, I think this is the peak of their career. Um, it's crazy to say. Yeah. And, like, but it's, it, if, I'm, I'm kind of almost there. If like, this is the last Cynic album, I totally understand. I'm kind of, like we said, with the death of, um, the death of the other two members, I'm amazed it came out at all. Oh, I mean, Sean, at least Reinhardt, the drummer, hadn't been in the band in a while. He had another guy. That's true. Already. Um, um, which but, I, but with Malone, the bassist dying as well. Like, and and just the fact that even though Reinhardt wasn't in the band, those two were so close. I mean, like, and 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 like, Paul even said it himself. He's like, you know, it's even if he wasn't in the band, like he's an integral part of. Cynic, they've been, you know, they'd been friends in. Music, musical they partners were, since they were, they were like death together, 15 like you know, years old. Yeah, I mean, like it's, you know, there's no way that that didn't affect him. And I also so want to point ways. out, it's fucking nuts that Paul Mazdaval is like 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he he still has that um, much of like a that like clean boyish voice. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, but yeah, I guess if I if I need to state some specifics, like I have on the other ones, um. I just say he, you know, does everything that you'd want him to do on a Cynic album, but he also explores, you know, new territory in terms of, uh, I think melody and the structure is a little bit different than some stuff he's done in the past. Um, like I said, the vocoder style stuff is still there, but it's, it almost, even though it's heavily effect driven, like it almost feels more human and emotive this time around. And, um, I'd say another very fucking, uh, you know, pompous thing to say, but you know, this album is, is an experience and a very personal one at that dependent on where you're coming from, you know, uh, and rest in peace to the, the two Sean's, you know, but like, I'm so glad that Masvidal gave us the gift of this album. It's, it's legendary, you know? Yeah. This, like I said, this is like a, this album's a work of art. Yeah. Like the way that, the way that riffs, call back to riffs from earlier in the album the oh my the drum work I, i'm not sure what this guy's name is i forgot i didn't um, write it down it's like a really simple name like matt taylor or something <laughs> um but uh, he john is, johnson he is unbelievable he's insane he's yeah. so good it's like it, you this is the spirit the spirit of reinhardt was there yeah <laughs> with him like you can totally tell um and, and it's not like he just is a a, a total copycat like you know there's stuff that i hear him doing that reinhardt 
I've never heard him do. But the I, the the way he approaches the ideas is very much in the spirit of cynic and what Sean Reinhart would do. You know, yeah. I mean, like or or think of doing. Um, and I really love just <clears throat> the way the atmosphere came together on this album, where it's this airy, bleepy bloopy, um, sci-fi feel, um, which I think is perfectly represented by the album cover. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the the album cover is how the album makes me feel. Um. Yeah, this is just, this is like a pure 10 out of 10. It's really great, yeah. Album for me. And now we got to compare standout tracks. I didn't have any standout tracks because uh, it's a... <laughs> it is kind of an... Exp- yeah. It was hard for me to actually pick them out, but I did pick three. Okay. <laughs> uh, Elements in Their Inhabitants, uh, Architects of Consciousness, and uh, Diamond Light Body. I, yes. Yeah. I would agree with the last two as yeah. standout songs. Um, oh yeah, shit. Well, I guess uh, go to your number three because that was my number three. Okay, my number three <laughs> is the new Thy Cat of Falk, Vadak. Um, I thought this would be higher for you. It's a. This is the one I was talking about where it's been the grower for me, um. Because, this is a very dark and dense album. Um, it especially compared the last two geometria and naive are very forward facing and um, lighter in tone. And uh, they're also shorter. They're more compact. Yeah. And this album is a return to the sprawling, dense, um, almost looser feel of the song structures. Um, and like I said, it's very dark. It's, it's very guitar heavy. Um, it's very riffy. And it, it's taken time to grow on me, um, but I do, I find myself listening to it constantly. Um, and just every time I hear it, I do hear something new, you know? I'm like, oh, that's a melody he used in the third song, and it's coming back in the seventh song or something like that, you know? I love shit like that, yeah. Um, and my, what I do... My two favorite things on this album, the, I think it's the fourth song, um, starts with a G, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, um, <laughs> it starts off as this really heavy, um, kind of like groovy, deathy type of song, and then out of nowhere, it transitions to uh, breakbeat drums and like fucking weird ass like bell electronica and it's so fucking cool it's one of the coolest things i've heard um and then there's another song again i'm not gonna try to pronounce them um i'm not even sure it's it's in the second half of the album uh that is it's basically a pure jazz song it's very like uh moody piano and drums the whole time it's just kind of like a three minute uh just like moody rainy city night jazz song near the second half of the in the second half of the album um that just really like it i listen to that song standalone a lot just because it's such a nice feeling um so yeah that's all i gotta say about the new thy cat of falc dang it Hit me with your number two. 
Do you want me to do it? Halloween self-titled album. <laughs> okay. This was on my this was on my uh top fifteen. Yeah. So. Is this the one you you said you weren't mentioning because you wanted to skip over? Yeah. Yeah. Germany boys are here. Uh if you they asked, fucking did it. If you asked me what my ultimate dream was as a teenager, um, this album beats whatever I would come up with. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> it's uh, um it, it, it this is the album I was referring to earlier when I said this easily may be the happiest out of any album of the uh, this year. The, um, the smile that I got listening to the face first song, like when "Out for the Glory" starts, and I'm, I'm, I was on my way to work. I almost fucking cried. Like I I'm was like to, so I'm happy. I'm listening to "Keeper 2 again, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, this is real, you know. It's just, yeah, and I mean, for context for the listeners here, so Halloween, legendary German power metal band, probably my favorite band of all time. Um, the band is credited, um, and I fully believe it, they are the creators of what, when you think of power metal, Halloween, which is like epic, jaunty, melodic, like an huge, extreme, soaring. extreme version of Iron Maiden, basically. Halloween um, did it, and they set the blueprint. Basically. Yeah, and the reason this album is so significant because Halloween has been a constant band, uh, you know, since their debut, um, is that the full lineup of all of the important people in the band came back. They now have essentially three vocalists, mm-hmm. um, three guitar players, uh, the original bass player, and the newest and, and least... Uh, uh, you know, um, experienced member in the band, even though he's been in the band for a long time, is the drummer. Um, but yeah, they've been in the band for like like twenty years. Yeah, I mean, he's still, still like been he's, the new, he's the new guy. You know, <laughs> he's great. Um, uh, just so much I could say about this album. I mean, all of my favorite members of this band through all eras are contributing on this album. Still putting out amazingly quality stuff. Um, this complimenting each other. No egos in the way, just making heavy metal the only way Halloween can, from the heart and with an emphasis on epic and fun songs. This album is, it's really kind of unbelievable that it exists. Um, I mean, they did what, like, literally fans of anything that has been through different iterations dream of. Yeah. And they took the modern band added the classic members and they, they toured together. This is how this got started, by the way. They, they toured together as like a, as like a big act to play like through the, the, you know, the, the eras of Halloween and they all just liked each other so much. They were like, fuck it. Let's just make this the band (laughs) and let's do, let's write music together, you know? And, uh, and that was, that was unbelievable. And then they started doing music and we were like, what? what? Yeah. Like, and, and it's great. Like, I mean, like it, it's the kiss songs sound like kiss songs, but then you also get some interplay between like, you know, the Darius songs and then kiss will sing on those. And so you get the more modern Halloween takes, which I'm a fan of, um, but with the classic members contributing and like, and it's just this great mixture, you know? I mean, like, uh, I mean, obviously like, you know, there are some songs that I would say are, are a little weaker than others, but like overall the melding is just, is just great. It's like a dream. And like, 
it's I know for a fact because this thing came out in like July or whatever, and I've listened to it so much since then. This is like not purely a nostalgia thing. Like these songs are quality. Like you know, like it's like yeah, it's what not I wrote, just the excitement either. You know, it's like it's just a great Halloween album. And I wrote down that like kind of the once I was past the honeymoon phase, yeah, it uh it dropped off a little bit for me in terms of how much I was listening to it. Uh, not because it was bad, but yeah. just because you know I was listening to Halloween all hours of the day for like a month straight when this came out. Yeah, um, and then I kind of burned myself out on Halloween and. But it's still just, I mean, it's like the power metal album. It's great. And um, I mean, uh, I don't know what more I can really say about it. Um, I, I will yeah. say, <laughs> I think, and this is, this is a bold statement, I think Skyfall is the best song they've ever done. Ooh, ever done. I don't know about that. But it is really great. It's, it's, it's on my standout tracks list. I get... Out for the Glory, uh, Rise Without Chains, Skyfall. And I put Best Time on there because it's funny. Rise Without Chains is one of your favorite? I love that song, yeah. It's got that, like, I, I, the chorus is something that I can describe as um, the first half of it, like the vocal melody. It's a perfect blend of Darius and, and uh, Kisk's vocals. So they sing it together too, but like the first half is such a Darius idea and then the melody that comes right after it, that had to have been Kiss's idea. Rise without you. Yeah, like, it's like, it's just the, it's the perfect meld to me yeah. of, of them, like, literally writing something that either of them would do and smashing it together. Yeah, best best time is really <laughs> fucking good. It was Brett's favorite. <laughs> I love that song. Call in Brett just to have him comment on that real quick. <laughs> um, I yeah. remember texting Brett about, uh, texting all of you about that album, the the day it was released like as i was listening to it and re-listening to it and just i remember talking to brett and being like it's just such a perfect meld of like you know this and that member and all this stuff and brett was just like i like best time <laughs> it's fun <laughs> and i was like best time like i was like i didn't even like register with me at the at the moment i was like it's not even one of the long epic songs like yeah, yeah i think but, there you could cut out if i had to cut a couple songs i could cut out like mass pollution and um angels i i but even then i really like angels because that's a sasha song mm-hmm. and like sasha songs can be like a little bit hit or miss but like i like that song it's just like a heavy kind of like driving halloween song but i love the fact that kisk sings it like he sings like the whole thing and it's like hearing that that's another element of like modern halloween meets old school and like the fact that those two i've read about it like they they got along really well and they like liked working with each other that like, I was like, Oh, this is a neat thing. Like the young guy, again, been in the band for 20 years, yeah. the young guy <laughs> meeting the classic guy, you know? And like, uh, yeah, it's awesome. The one song that I thought was not great. It was sadly the only, uh, Marcus indestructible. Yeah. I didn't, I thought indestructible. I like it. It's fun, but it's like a lot more plain than I think any of the other songs. Like yeah. even I'd say like, I, I like it more than like mass pollution, but at least mass pollution has like more of like its own identity. Like, you know, they're, like they're catchy, but they're songs that I feel could have been cut. Yeah. And at, honestly replaced with the bonus tracks 
Um, on golden my, times. Golden times is fantastic. That shit though, like I can understand why they cut it because that straight up sounds like a B side to Keeper Two, and that's not a bad thing. No, it's just that it does not really fit the moldy era of of what this album is. Um, did you like Golden or Save My Hide? Yeah, it's fine. I that song's so catchy. Yeah, um, it's but fine. that's another one that's like mass pollution where it's really straightforward Darius song. Yeah, that Save My Hide uh, actually sounds more like early Darius Halloween. Yeah, like 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 you know fucking Perfect Gentleman era like type. Thing yeah, or I was something. gonna say <laughs> like it could uh, it could maybe fit on Time of the Oath. Yeah, or Time of the Oath. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, like I, I don't mind it. Golden Times though is fucking great but like i said i i can understand why they cut it from the actual album track list but yeah in conclusion a monumental album that is uh one of the most probably will end up as one of the most like important and notable albums in metal history it's the best technical comeback album i've ever heard i think yeah <laughs> um okay i will talk about my numero dos number two it is the new twerp Oh, <laughs> you improved high up in there. Um, the fucking the Groove Crusaders have done it again. Yeah, they've uh, gone back a little more into their R and B and jazz fusion stylings and kind of perfected it. I heard a couple of songs off this. I didn't listen to the whole thing yet, but uh, but I did dig what I heard. It is. I don't know if it's recency bias because as the time of this recording, it's only been out for about a month and a half. But it's just. I really think this is their best album. Um, they've just they've nailed all the aspects of of what I like in their sound, which is when they when they back off of riffs and synth rock. Like I said, focus on uh, their R and B and and funk and and jazz fusion stuff, um, and really lean more into fusing that with their electronica. Um. Yeah, th- this is just that that style of sound, like the return to wherever style of sound. I feel taken up another notch and almost perfected. Um, there is there's one song on it that is interesting to listen to, but I do find myself skipping it. It's the second to last song. Um, and it is it's Chris Hadfield, the astronaut. Um, they, yeah, they recorded him talking about reentry from outer space, and it's neat to hear him talk about the process of coming back to Earth from outer space. Um, and there's there's music underneath it, but it is like four and a half minutes. That's pretty of, long of listening to this guy talk, um, and I do find myself just kind of skipping it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my my favorite songs on the album are called "Whisper on the Breeze," and then a song called "Polygon." So nice, yeah. Shit, um, drum rolls. We're on number ones. Shit. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first. Okay, my thing. you go last. I right, fuck cool. you. Well, no, you get the send off. Fuck you. I wanted the send off. <laughs> I, I can go. No, I'll go. Okay. I'll go. All right, my number one album, 2021. <gasps> Can you guess what it is? I bet you know. No, I'm blanking. Iotans 
access oh, yeah. all worlds. <laughs> Dude, oh, I've been thinking Iotin about... or Yotin, however you're supposed to pronounce it. I've been saying Ayotin. Uh, Ayotin, yeah, maybe. I've know. been thinking about I just know this. it's like the spelling of like, you know, Yotin, like the like the giant planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like uh, it's spelled with an I and I-O-T-U-N-N. I actually have been thinking about, I was like, where's this going to be on Nick's list for the last few weeks? <laughs> um and then I, com- well, this whole time we've been talking, I completely forgot about it. It was hard, man, but it bumped Halloween. And, like, that's a hard thing to do for me. Uh, but, um, yeah, the Denmark boys coming in for the win. Uh, this is the best debut album I've heard in a very long time. Um, talk about my own personal checkboxes, you know. Uh, I'll just go down here atmospheric great production great tones it's about space (laughs) it's about existentialism the music matches those themes john aldera of barren earth does the vocals uh it's epic it's personal and to me it's perfect um yeah i you just you just get everything that i love in like this fully realized conceptual album uh passionate songwriting and performances that all fit thematically. They don't step on each other. Um, I await eagerly for whatever this band does next. Um, this album has easily made me a lifelong fan and, uh, and, uh, and I love it to death. Um, that's a hard thing to do for me being a brand new band. Now, granted, they did have an EP in 2017. John Aldera did not sing on it. So fuck and, that um, EP. And I, I like it. Um, no. But it's, uh, this is like, Jesus. Like it's, like I said, talk about like a, a, a an album made out of just ideas in my mind of mm-hmm. what like a great, like atmospheric, progressive-ish, kind of like depressing, epic album could be to me. Like it's a... Uh, your love of this album has made me um, want to continue trying to like it. Yeah, it's it's so it's so ridiculously specific to like my likings, and and I've seen it make some people's lists and and impress people, and like, um, but the <laughs> I don't feel like the um you know, number of people who this really connects with is that large. Um, now it's been a pretty successful album, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I've but seen I, it on yeah. quite a few lists, but just the grand scheme. I mean, like, cause even in the metal community, I feel like people are pretty divided on this type of stuff. Like From- it takes, it takes some patience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very long winded as we've talked about before which I'm coming to realize right now that um, apparently I really like long-winded like bands Basically, and albums. When I see pay. that an album is 70 minutes, a lot of the times I get excited. It depends on the style, obviously, yeah. but like, um, like I don't want a 70-minute hypocrisy album, you know? But no, like, but but when uh, I pick up a Funeral Doom album, and yeah. I see it's only 45 minutes long, I'm like, like what are you doing? Like, that's weird, yeah. But this... this get a grip. Yeah, I heard... I, I don't know what how I ran across these guys. Um, maybe it was because of last year when I was going through the barren earth discography and I was looking up stuff about John Aldera 
and they had happened to release a single, which was the first track on this album, the Voyage of the Gargany. And uh, they released that last December in 2020. And I listened to that song a lot. Like, I was just really impressed by it. And it got me really hyped for the album. And then they released the video for The Tower of Cosmic Nihility, uh, which was another hit for me, like, instantly. And uh, showed the versatility of the album, I think. Um, And then the whole album just hits for me. Every song. Like, I don't know. And it's a journey. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not a journey in the way the Cynic album is, but it's like a journey in the way of like the movements and the way they shape riffs and like ideas and like the vocals are just like so passionate and like fit perfectly in my opinion. I've seen that be a point of contention for some people too. Like um, John, Al- John Aldera's voice. I- I've never seen any complaints about his harsh vocals. <laughs> no, it's That's um, my main barrier is that his voice is very theatrical. It's extremely theatrical <laughs> and you have to be, and that's not something I like. Yeah, like at all. You have to be one hundred percent willing to to take it serious, like the whole time. And so, uh, yeah, I want to give this one another shot because you like it so much that I feel like there's something there for me. It, um, like I said, it's not for everybody, but for like us random people who this just hits all the boxes. I see it hitting the boxes for a lot of people, and I'm really happy to know that something like this exists. And like I said, um, I look forward to whatever these guys do next, and it's and I'm really excited to see that. Um, yeah, no, it, it it was it was hard to beat out Halloween, but but in the end, I was like, yeah, this is this is the number one for me this year. It's I think be. that's why I forgot about it because you said Halloween was number two, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> It's that that meme of your face with all the equations behind <laughs> <Yeah>. it, <laughs> or that one of the. It's like a white dude, and he's like blinking, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Uh, yeah, that's mine. Um, drum roll, your number one, and we'll close this thing out. My number one is one that surprised me, um, because I had kind of written it off on my first listen. It is. Ophidian Eye, Desolate. Oh. They are an Icelandic tech death band. Yeah. Um, You've been just diving into tech death the last couple of years. I, I, <laughs> this has been um, a year of death metal. Yeah. Uh, as I said. There black, has been a lot of good death metal coming out. There hasn't been a lot of notable black metal for me. Um, and there's been a lot of notable death metal, which is yeah. just kind of an interesting swap. Normally I don't care too much for death metal. But <clears throat> Tech Death in particular is one of the most hit and miss genres yeah. for me. I think I think that's kind of the case for like everybody. Yeah, like, you know, it's even like specific. even like hardcore metal fans are like weird on Tech Death. You know, yeah. it's a it's a niche of a niche. It's very very specific bands appeal to me, um, and this is one of the most hitting albums I've ever heard. Um, the first time I heard it, I was like, "Well, those are some cool melodies," and then. I was like, yeah, it's one in one ear out the other. And then I just kept thinking about it. And then it was to the point where I was listening to it like three or four times a day. Um, just because it's, you know, it's fucking like addicting. It's, it's on the level of the Archspire album in terms of its technicality. 
but with these huge like flowing melodies added in um, to the point where I try to I'm, I've been trying to figure out how to describe how it sounds, but it's like robots playing power metal <laughs> um, to where it's just like the, the, the technicality on display mixed in with these like organic flowing melodies. It really, it sounds like robots playing something organic. Um, and it's just, it's so engaging and just fucking cool. Um, and weirdly, it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite artists is Aphex Twin, um, Electronica uh, IDM artist. And his middle period is really defined by um, extensively programmed, incredibly intricate, like drilling drum patterns. And weirdly, this album reminds me of that. Huh. Um, but kind of like in a power metal-y, tech death aspect um where like i said it's just this it's unbelievably precise and intricate and just like you, you just got to hear it and imagine like how the fuck do you write this kind of music like as a group you know yeah um so yeah it just it just it just blew me away and it makes me smile every time i listen to it you know very nice um my favorite song on the album is called sequential descent um, and it has my favorite guitar work of the year on it. Um, some of my favorite guitar work I've ever heard, honestly. Very nice. Um, and then I forgot to mention it when we were talking about Halloween. But this album and Halloween are tied for my favorite album art of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk about the the Halloween album art being just so fucking cool. It is really cool. Um, and it's it's referential to the the history of the band the three big periods of the band yeah. yeah um it's a good cover it's a really good cover yeah and then this one's album cover is very evocative to the tone um it's it's this really neat it's like an iceberg and a ringed planet but with green and and bluish white ice it's just it's it's a really really pretty album cover nice. so much so that i bought a t-shirt hell yeah with it <laughs> So, yeah. Nice. There we go. Number one. Oh, I guess I, I forgot to say what my standout tracks were, but I just wrote every song. I figured for, that's why you didn't for say it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, there you have it. The uh, the top uh, top albums for, for Nick and Max and the Musical Swears. The only two Musical Swears who really listen to new releases. Yeah. Uh, on, on a consistent basis, at least. Brett uh, only listens to um, the Eagles. <laughs> and Dennis... <laughs> listens to uh swing music from 1960s he's so. still on uh 1963 or whatever so um <laughs> i do want to briefly mention the um stuff i'm most excited for in this coming year yeah um just real quick there's like we said uh there's a new blind guardian album blind coming. guardian um the new amorphous, new is amorphous coming out soon. yeah they released a single it was pretty cool um uh the band shape of despair there's a funeral doom band. They're releasing their first album in like seven years, pretty soon. Um, and then finally, uh, Voivod. Voivod has a new record coming out, yeah. Um, and I fucking love Voivod. And this new one sounds like Voivod, and I'm just really, really eager for that. Yeah, I guess I would say I would add on to that the um the new Cult of Luna comes out 
and uh, that Halo Effect album, whenever that's going to come out. I didn't mention that because they haven't said anything about an album. Yeah, they haven't said, yeah, I thought I saw they said something about a, an album coming out in 2022, but they didn't give it a, a month or anything like that, like a time frame. They just yeah. said so. We'll see. But I am anticipating more from them. So, yeah. That's it. Um, thank you for listening to us ramble about <laughs> music we liked for uh, two hours. We thought this was going to be short. We had a lot to say. And then it turned out pretty long. So, yeah. Hopefully it help, uh inspire you guys to check out some bands or maybe we mentioned some stuff of your top albums as well. And, uh, yeah, it's always fun to talk about top lists and stuff at the end of the year. So. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, have a good year. Yeah, yeah. Bye.